0: upon a time, in a world with faith and fairness,
1: there was something hidden. Down the boundary, he's going to go! Bearcats lead!
0: Pitch on the way from Mikolajic. Swing and a miss! Mikolajic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in full history, the Bearcats are going to the Super regional Get ready. For a next-level show. Welcome to Chasing the Cup. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. We've got a bonus pod for you here today. We talked to Luke Prohoda about the season that he had in 2007, and we're happy to bring in his pitching coach, now the head coach at McNeese, Justin Hill, to talk about his impressions of Luke in that 2007 Baseball season. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, Justin Hill's going to join us here for a bonus chasing the cup. Season tickets for the 2020 football season are on sale now. Secure your seats today and ensure you have the best view as the Cats look to claim a Southland Conference title. The Bearcats will play five games at Bower Stadium this season. And as always, your season ticket will guarantee your spot. At the Battle of the Piney Woods, you won't want to miss the action at NRG Stadium as the Bearcats look to make it 10 straight wins over SFA. To purchase your tickets, log on to GoBearCats.com tickets or call the Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729 and we will see you at Bowers Stadium this fall. Eat them up, Cats! Welcome back to Chasing the Cup. Jason Barfield here and I'm joined now by Justin Hill, the head coach for McNeese. But in 2007, Justin Hill was the pitching coach for the Bearcats coach. Uh, first off, appreciate you joining us here today.
1: I appreciate you having me. It's it's good to do something normal uh, right now. There's an interview talking about baseball right now in such a such a just a crazy time right now but man it's uh it's good to it's good to visit with you again i know we should have played last weekend and i'd have got to see you then but uh at least we're getting to catch up like this
0: you know it's funny because that uh i got my notification i still haven't cleared my calendar yet so i got the (laughs) notification pop up on my phone you know sam houston baseball versus mcneese today i was like oh that's not (laughs) happening (laughs) (laughs) i need to go through just so i don't get those reminders but um Coach, one of the things we've been doing uh, over the last few weeks is we've kind of had a bracket of the top 68 moments, games, championships, and player achievements since the Bearcats moved to the Division One level. And on the player side of the bracket, Luke Projota came out of the player side into the Final Four. So we talked to Luke and uh, kind of talked to him a little bit, but you had the opportunity to coach him that year in 2007 and um you know that was y'all's first year on the staff coach Johnson had just come in and you know as you were getting to know the players what were some of your early impressions of Luke
1: you know uh that was for me it was to to kind of put that in perspective you know that was my first year being a full-time pitching coach I'd been a volunteer every other year uh so my head was spinning just as fast as probably the players were at that time um it was one of those, you're young and you're, you're sitting there thinking, man, I, I've, I've got all this figured out. And you realize really quickly when you're looking at those kids that, man, I don't have it figured out. I need to get to work. And, uh, Luke, um, while it was, it was very, uh, it didn't seem like much because he didn't carry a big personality off the field. Um, he was, he, he was always calm. He was always steady. He was always on time. He knew, he knew. Uh, when you're going through playbook stuff, I mean he, he was just there was just this model of consistency that he had and I didn't realize it at the time. Um, it's one of those you kind of look back and you see, okay, I, I see where that clue that 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 you know that success clue was. Um, you start to go back and see it and now it now is it now when you get to see it more as you've been coaching, you start to see those things maybe before they happen. Um, so I, I you know I still kind of pull back and go, okay, I, I, I see those things, I start to see um you know what what luke was bringing uh cuz i didn't realize i didn't i didn't know there was to be honest with you i didn't know if there was you know much to it i know he, i i saw his numbers and his stats the year before and um and you kind of look at that but you know you didn't you didn't know if it was very much you didn't know if he was really good in the fall because uh you know hey was he really good or did the hitters stink you know yeah. i mean you know you don't know you, you, those are the things you kind of go for as a coach standpoint especially in the fall but um, being able to go back and just kind of look at it retrospectively now, uh, you know, I, I kind of have this, uh, not necessarily Mount Rushmore, but if, if you look at, uh, you know, what I call a warrior on, a, on, the, on the mound, um, and I, I've had a chance to coach some really, really special ones. Uh, there's no question, whatever list, whether it's a list of one or a list of ten, Luke perhoda is going to be in there. Um, you know, just from what he was able to do on the field, um and as a teammate and doing all the things that he did. But there's so many layers of what he did on the field, uh, but also what he did, what he's been able to do off the field and who just who he is as a person. Uh he's one of my favorite, uh just favorite people uh ever to know and it was an honor uh to coach him and it's an honor to be his friend and it's an honor to be uh just to be for him to be in my life. You know,
0: when you look back at that 2007 season, um, you know, this is really, you know, when you look at the way college baseball was at the time, that was – you didn't have a lot of closers. I mean, like a, a specialized guy, you know, it was, it was really a lot more situational. At least I know that had been the case uh, for the past – for the Sam Houston teams in the past. There was never just that guy, and he became that guy – was that the plan going in or was that something that kind of developed for you guys?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I think if you, if you try to compare the professional model to the college model, I, you know, I think that's just two totally different ways to look at it. Um, I, I took a lot of, a lot of lead from coach Johnson, um, you know, cause I probably had a little bit more of a fixed mindset of, Hey, we don't need to bring him until the eighth and you're sitting there trying to get through that coach Johnson, uh, you know worked had you know obviously had so many much so many more years of experience in dealing with pressurized moments and you know un- really just being able to see when does the game need to be won or lost or saved at that moment And you know Luke ended up being the benefit of coach Johnson's wisdom of you know what maybe the game needs to be saved here in the sixth inning mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean he's going to pitch the rest of the game, but now's the moment. And you know some of those stats, and, and you know being able to have how many of saves he did, and, and, and all the different uh, records that he ended up getting. Some, sometimes those are just um, you, you, sometimes you just get lucky, uh, but you know that luck was that luck was you know happened because he was able to keep the game where it was right there. You know whether he benefited from from it being a win, or being a save, or what I mean, because he had I mean he he factored in so many types of decisions that year. We kept putting him in so many critical moments uh, of that. I, I think we went back and looked at it one time. You could probably check me on this. I think of our 40 wins we had this year, um, he, he had some type of decision, I think 23 of them, I, I whether it be a win or a
0: save. He, I, I think – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, I want to say he was 18 of 19 in save opportunities, and he had a 7-3 and three record overall. So if you just take the wins and the saves, that's 25 of y'all's 40, 40 games right there. Um, that he so, had that he had a decision on.
1: That's incredible, isn't it? You that's, know, it's <laughs> amazing just, it's amazing to look about at. what he did, and, and he pitched in so many games, and there there were so many different moments. We talked about when we pit when we played. Uh, shoot, down at McNeese. I mean, this is this is a cool moment where Luke was really mad at me. Uh, it was a Friday night game. Um, we it was a tight ball game. I think we brought in Luke in the seventh in a really tight spot. And so it's Friday night, and I think it's a two-run game or some type of – I don't remember the exact scenario, but it was about – it was the seventh or something like that. And we ended up having one of those things where we got to the bullpen and we opened up a large lead. I think we ended up having like an eight, nine, ten-run lead going into the ninth. Well, you know, Luke will tell you he likes those stats. He knows that he was still still in line for a save. But we decided to take him out of the game, so he wasn't going to qualify for the win or the save or any of those things. Mm-hmm. But it was Friday night. It was Friday night. We know there's two more games coming up, and we may need him. And so um, as, as as much of a team guy as he was, that was a hard conversation to, to have with a, with a 22-year-old kid. You can go, hey, I get us, but I'm going to try to get you another one somewhere. We're going to fight to get another save or something like that. I said, but I, I can't look to it in the mirror to say we're going to need that, – that it's going to happen, but we may end up needing you later this weekend, so we need to save those pitches. It just so happened we need he pitched in all three games that that weekend really and, and, and it ended up happening um, and it was a critical moment I think uh, uh, I think it was Joe Hewlett's uh, hit streak ended on that Sunday uh, in a critical moment uh, with Luke on on the on the mound uh, with runners in, the tying run in scoring position and uh, there were so many things we ended up sweeping that weekend yeah um, again th- there were so many moments so many different times there's a time at Northwestern where we didn't use Luke on Friday or Saturday. I think we run-ruled both games, Friday and Saturday. Then on Sunday, you know, they were they were getting us pretty good, uh, and we brought Luke in in the fourth inning and he ended up pitching the rest of the game. We weren't planning on that. Wow. But we knew if the game got – like, it was four to nothing, and we knew if it, if it got any further – we weren't even going to be used our best bullet, but yeah. you know, and but we end up chipping back. We won the game five to four, all because of what Luke was able to do and stop the game right there. So, um, that's just two, two examples of all the things that he did that year. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it, I wish we, we had the capability that we have now to be able to go back and look at all the games that he pitched in and what he did and how he did it. it it's one of the more remarkable career or seasons for any college pitcher Um, and, and, but you know, but you don't have the video to be able to go show and and do those things. But uh, it's uh, what he did was incredibly special.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I think when, when people think about, you know, just your, your prototypical save situations now, um, you know, you think of a guy who comes in in the ninth, gets you three outs and gets the save. But when you look at his, you know, 18 saves, how many of those were multi-inning efforts for him?
1: Yeah, not not just that. If you look at how many innings he pitched and no starts, I want to was he in the seventy inning mark? I think I I want to say for that year. I mean, he pitched seventy innings as a reliever. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, just in what he did and how many games he pitched. I mean, I mean, I can't think of I can't think of many moments of you know when there were just this you know I'm pitching in one inning or something. I think the only one inning time I remember was in the. Uh, conference tournament championship game against Texas State, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it just there, there were there were just so. And I think you only got two thirds of the inning there, but I mean, there were so many other moments where he pitched two innings, three innings. Uh, I mean, that one against Northwestern, it was six innings. I mean, everything was out of relief, but most most everything was some type of multi inning type thing. And and that that just you know he, he was he was incredible uh, in what he did. And and like I said, that that one's gonna that one's gonna be one. Uh, that that's the standard. Uh, for, for anybody in college to be able to do that. I thought it was really impressive.
0: He told a story yesterday uh, from that Texas State, from that championship game. Um, I think he said Jacob Howard had given up a hit to start the ninth. And uh, so he came in, and uh, Pew was out there, and Coach Johnson was out there. And after Pew went back to the plate, Coach Johnson grabbed him and said, you know, here, here's the tying run coming to the plate. And Coach Johnson looked at him and said, whatever happens, don't end up on the bottom of the dog pile. And, oh yeah you know so oh, yeah. he, he was just like you know the confidence that coach johnson had in him you know but in this moment tying right around the plate and he's telling him don't end up on the on the bottom of the dog pile and uh you know he said that's just that that's one of the memories that he has uh from that team and just uh you know what coach johnson was able to kind of instill in him and you know just the way he coached and the confidence that he was able to get um, from from learning from him, he said was one of the things that really stood out to him.
1: Yeah, and and everything that I, I had a chance. I know it was only one year with Coach Johnson, but I mean it it it, it, it still resonates with me. Um, and, and so that that is one of the more uh, tipping point careers for my career. Just the people I had to work with, um, you know, and, and they just influenced me so much. Because you know, again, like I, like I kind of said earlier, it was my first year. Having a responsibility of the pitching staff, and 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 you're just such an information and wisdom and situation sponge. And you know, I, I was I was affected in such a positive way of learning from Coach Johnson's wisdom, uh, learning from a, a group of players that were just so hungry to win. Um, and, and you know, it was a, it was a band of misfits. Now, I mean, I'm telling you, it wasn't this this wasn't the team you go recruit and draw up, but. Man, they were, they were, they were gritty, man, and they just wanted to win, just wanted to have success. And, um, those guys, those guys were great. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a benefactor of that. And I believe that the players that I have a chance to work with now are also benefactors of, of getting a chance to, um, just be a part of that group and, uh, those, the people that were, uh, influenced me so, so much in that, in that one season you know one of
0: the things I think that really stood out to me and we, we talked about it a little bit is just how Luke left everything out there every time he pitched and i I think you know the epitome of that were were his two outings in the regional in Oxford um, first off in the game against Troy going two and two thirds and um you know, you guys had jumped up y'all gotten y'all got the five five1 lead and then it, it kind of chipped away, chipped away. And, and he came in and didn't have his best stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, looked like he was just about out of gas and how he grinded through that Troy game. And I think I remember even that evening talking to you and coach Johnson and we were just kind of, you know, who's available. And he, and coach Johnson was like, you know, just about everybody's available tomorrow. And, uh, and I said, you know, what about Luke? And he said, I don't know. He goes, you know, he, 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 it took a lot to get us, to get us this win today. And I'm not sure. And he comes back in that Southern Miss game, and he pitches the ninth, the tenth, and the eleventh of that Southern Miss game. And uh, you know, even though he got you know didn't have his best stuff, he had just enough for you guys to be able to pull out that win. Um, You know, when when you look at really those two performances, what does that say to you about the type of competitor in person he was?
1: Well, you know, it's one of those you don't. The, the, there's a backstory to that as well. When you said that he was actually pitching during the regional on a torn meniscus, mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, mentioned that, and and not everybody knew that. And that certainly, you know, wasn't something that we were going to let everybody know. Uh, did Luke tell you how he got the torn meniscus? did. He, he tell did. you how that happened?
0: Yeah, he did. Okay,
1: <laughs> so so not not our proudest moment, you know, uh, but uh, that, that he was one of those that liked to try to do, uh, you know, liked it That's how he got his work in, uh, but. You know the when you sit there and know what's going on, when you know what he's battling through, um, but it, but it you know everything he had done up to that moment, he had earned the right to win or lose the ball game, mm-hmm. you know and, and you know I, I think that's probably the ultimate the ultimate compliment that you can give a pitcher is, hey, man, even when you're not at your best, I'm gonna let you win or lose this ball game. Because you've earned the right to do this, you know it's like the it's like the starting pitchers that are allowed to clean up their or, or the relievers that, you know they've been out there enough. You let them clean up their mess. Yeah. You let them do those things, and um, so much goes into that. Um, and, and you know that that was that was incredible in what he did, and you know the the game against Southern Miss. I mean, it wasn't like it was the prettiest thing either. The offense bailed him out, but because uh, I think we kind of gave it he had given it up a little bit in the eleventh. But I mean that that was just. That that was just that was just incredible what he did and it was just a part of just a group a great team and uh, man was Coach Johnson just magic or what No. Oh, like I just know. the ability to be able to do those things and,
0: I mean he uh, won but yeah you know he won twelve ultimately thirteen straight tournament games when he was when he was the coach here but twelve straight tournament games to start off his career and uh, yeah I think people forget. That the teams those years were fourth place, fourth place, and seventh place teams, right? That went twelve and zero in the conference tournament. And uh, what it is was, incredible? Yeah, it yeah. was it was truly incredible. Um, Luke did tell one funny story uh, about you giving him a hard time after the Southern Miss game, when uh, the nine hole hitter for Southern Miss, who had like I think seven hits all year long, it seemed like. Took yeah. him took him deep to center field and uh there in the eleventh and you were giving him a hard time. I don't know if you remember that or
1: not, but said oh, you, were, you exactly. were giving remember a hard
0: time about that.
1: Yeah, no, because I was I was I was you know, we were trying to throw a wave fastball, which is basically a fastball that looks like a strike, but it's in the other batter's box. And, you know, you're you're like it's I think it's an oh two count and this guy doesn't miss a spot. I mean, they're like in one of those and this guy puts a great swing on it, I'm sitting there going, Look, man, I've seen enough swings out of guys that don't play and I've seen enough things to know that guy doesn't put that good of a swing on a pitch that's in the other batter's box and I'm 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 giving him a hard time about it of course we end up doing it when of course you know that was this is the cool time you can't just go back and watch it on ESPN plus or any of that stuff now it's like we happen to get the DVD and it's you know he he had made it a mission like yeah we won but he had already moved on to making sure that he got the DVD and somehow fast forwarded on the bus, <laughs> on the bus for that one pitch. And they threw the pitch, and you could hear all the way from the back of the bus. See, I told you, I hit my spot. You know, like, so it was just, yeah, no, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I said, go. Oh, I guess, well, I guess he's just better than you. So, I mean, and that guy, boy, he had a great day, man. And yeah. but that's just the stuff you get. You know, the stuff you have when the heart, the heart's beating fast in a competitive moment. and but, uh, man, I, I, no, I, it's amazing. That, that's the beauty of emotion. You know, it's the beauty of emotion. And, and when you can, you know, when, when you can, can rile up emotion in somebody, it's amazing how those moments just come back to you. And, uh, that's probably one of the reasons I have such a fond memory, um, and, and just clear memories of that team was just, um, you know, there were so many, so many great things that happened there. Um, and, and just the personal relationships that, that I still have with guys on that team and the coaching staff and, and um, uh, you know, Luke especially because that's who we're talking about today.
0: So, Luke that year was a first-team All-American. He was the Collegiate Baseball Writers Association National Stopper of the Year. Um, what does that mean to you that your first year as a full-time coach – that you're able to have, you know, a, a guy reach, not just, you know, I mean, go along with Southland Pitcher of the Year, but to be the National Stopper of the Year?
1: Uh, well, I mean, look, this is a player's game. <laughs> this is a player's game. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we can we, we can only do so much as coaches. And um, the you, you, you want to give them as much as you can and you want to prepare them for that moment. Uh, but you know I, I think I use this I think I use this analogy with the group um, you know it, it, there in 2007 is you know I, I, it's like it's like a professional golfer that's in a caddy when you sit there talking about hey which club do you want to hit you know this is how the greens play and this is the win I know what you do like I kind of see all these things but you know when you when you're when you're watching the masters, and when you're watching the hit, so you see all this stuff pre-pit, you know, pre-shot and all these different things. And they're talking, communicating. They got the uh, the notepad out. They got all these things. But when the shot happens, there's only one person in the shot. And that's the golfer. And that's what it's like. That's what it's like for baseball. Because when all the action happens, I'm in the dugout. When all that, like, we're off on the sideline, all us coaches. I mean, it's – um, and, and it really goes to realize that you make an impact and how important it is for you to put your impact in their heart, in their soul, in their mind, and, and realize it's not about you as a coach. And I've been very blessed to have some really strong personalities, some really strong competitors, um, and, and with Luke to be able to do that, man, um, and it couldn't have happened to a better person. Um yeah. and, and so I'm 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 so thankful that that I have that. You know, I mean, it's something that look. Is it something that goes on your resume? Is it something you put in your bio and you and you kind of sell the recruits? Absolutely, you do those things. You know, if you've been around greatness, that means you know what it looks like. You you know you know what those things happen. I think all those things are important, but they're not as important as the relationships that you have with them. They're not as important as the impact that you're hopefully going to make on them uh, beyond. I, I probably we probably get more interactions. I've had more conversations with Luke, and the you know, and how I many every you know the thirteen years now. Uh, I mean, our, our relationship is is still strong thirteen years later. You know, when when all this happened uh, with the College World Series getting canceled, one of the first calls that wasn't a family member was from Luke. I mean, and I still have the voicemail saved. You know, so. Yeah. That, that, that's what it is. That's what matters. That's, that, that's the thing. And look, we don't always get to see that. The wins and losses are important. We got to do that. We got to keep our job. We got to do those things. And we get all wrapped up and excited and passionate and those kind of things. But man, it's, it's what you're able to, you know, can, can these things be, have longevity to them? That's what's important. And, but you don't always get to see those things. And, uh, but I'm very, I'm very appreciative that he had the success that he did and he's been able to, to be, uh, you know, almost a rallying cry for players, um, and, and pitchers and, you know, hopefuls and those things, but he also has such a great heart and he's such a great person and, um, and he's always looking out for others as well. Um, so for that, I, I'm extremely, uh, appreciative of that.
0: Well, coach, I appreciate you, uh, joining us here today. Um, hopefully we'll be, uh, back to normalcy soon and kind of get back to a, a regular routine and. We can watch some baseball again, but it's uh, it's good to talk baseball. Um, a, a lot of it's funny looking at a lot of the interviews that I've been doing over the last week or two. How many guys? It's been it's been a lot of baseball guys that have been talking. I think just this time of year, people want to talk baseball. So uh, appreciate you joining us and sharing some of your thoughts on on Luke and uh, what really was uh, an incredible season. Uh, for him and that team that really kind of laid the groundwork for for what bearcat baseball is today
1: yeah and i 'm having to deal with it in the other dugout right now, so uh, I, you know not not going to say i'm i 'm part of what 's responsible for it, but I, I i do I do question those things sometimes when we 're trying to uh, when, when we 're trying to get out you know uh cowser at this moment you yeah know? so that, those those are the things that you you, you do think about those things.
0: Well, you got another year to think about it, Coach.
1: I'm okay with that. So I'm okay with that right now. We'll deal with it.
0: All but. right. Well, hey, appreciate you joining us, and that's going to do it for uh, this bonus episode of Chasing the Cup. Uh, stick around. We're going to talk more baseball this week as we're going to have a conversation about the 96 Miami, the 96 team that beat Miami, and we're also going to be chatting with Ryan O'Hearn coming up as well. So all of that still to come on Chasing the Cup. If you like what you're hearing from us this year, be sure and rate and review the show. If you're not subscribing to Chasing the Cup, you can do so on Apple, Google, and Spotify.
1: Chasing the Cup is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios in the new Wood Forest Athletic Center. This week's episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. Broadcast calls are courtesy ESPN. The song's Hot Shot and Clear Progress are courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.